Seth Rogen showed how out of touch he is and what an elitist he is recently on Twitter when he received some backlash over an incident that took place in LA involving a famous YouTube vlogger, arguably the most famous YouTube vlogger, Casey Neistat. And the incident was his car being broken into. He tweeted about it. He expressed his frustration. And in expressing his frustration on Twitter, Seth Rogen replied with something that you might find surprising, and we're going to discuss it, and also discuss the mindset of many elitists like Seth Rogen and the Hollywood celebrities and why they make so light of crime and why they're so for left-wing politics when it comes to crime. Then we're going to discuss a situation that I'm sure you have heard about, uh, the inflation that's going on right now. On this show, we've talked about inflation. We've talked about the supply chain shortage. So we're going to talk about a few things that you could do to help hedge against inflation and uh, a few things that are way better than saving cash because right now cash is trash. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Remember, if we talk about something on this show that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing. So, um, it's funny because uh, Seth Rogen, he's a super left-wing, super... <laughs> uh just like it's just utterly left-wing like he gets in spats with ted cruz on twitter um he's he's just i mean he's really become such a beta cucked soy boy like you know from switching up on his friend james franco over allegations mind you nothing that has been proven yet simply allegations um the the things that he's expressed about politics uh no sort of balance or or anything just like i said super left wing super biased um he speaks out uh, about this particular situation which i'll give the backstory of this in situation uh so for people that don't know Casey Neistat is a YouTube uh vlogger he uh he does vlogs about all type of stuff and he's pretty famous now arguably the most famous YouTube vlogger and uh you know he's always showing off his new equipment and and stuff like that so i don't know if he lives in LA or he was just visiting LA but uh while he was in LA uh his car was broken into and as his car is broken into and things were taken from his car which in the 
Twitter thread, he later on describes what was taken from his car. He expresses his frustration. And uh, the original tweet that he tweeted, just to kind of give the context of the situation, is this. So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city. But tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers at the LAPD, West LA, who not only arrested the motherfucker, but they got our stolen goods back. Now, anybody would first off empathize with the situation that Casey Neistat uh, is in, but at the same time, you'd be happy that you know well they they got the people they arrested them and they got their stuff back now what's interesting about that is in that tweet that original tweet from casey neistat not only is he expressing his frustration with what happened he's also sort of making a a generalized judgment call on the type of city that la is and at the same time he is praising the police so politically in that tweet there's a lot going on there we have somebody that is saying yeah fuck the crime because it's awful fuck this city that's pretty much like a third world country now and hurrah for the police that did their job thank god for them those are all pretty much without saying anything political those are all anti-left-wing positions yeah. when it comes to when it comes to what is going on right now because right now the left wing they're very much okay with crime and they're very much anti-police um and they think that big cities like los angeles that are run by all democrats are just great utopias which they're not especially for everyday hard-working people which is what we're getting into now so Again, I'll reread the tweet, and then I'm going to talk about what Seth Rogen said. So Casey Neistat says, So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city, but tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers at the LAPD West LA who not only arrested the motherfucker, but they got all of our stolen goods back. Seth Rogen replies, Again, you would think that, you know, Hey, man, glad that you got your stuff back. I understand. I feel bad for you. No, that wasn't what (laughs) Seth Rogen replied to Casey Neistat's tweet. Seth Rogen said, dude, I've lived here for over 20 years. You're nuts. Ha ha. It's lovely here. Don't leave anything valuable in it. It's called living in a big city. What do you make of Seth Rogen's response (laughs) To Casey Neistat's tweet. It's just pure and utter stupidity. Like, what are you talking about? That's not cool that that his car got robbed. And what part of L.A. do you live in? Yeah. Because, like, this is a thing that happens. It happened to this guy. And it's just like, oh, well, no, you're just supposed to accept it. You're supposed to accept it and be okay with it. And plus, you're Seth Rogen. You can afford to accept it. It's still not right. But at least you can afford to accept it. You can be like, oh, man, 15th time. Thank God I'm super fucking rich. And I don't have anything valuable in my car. So this won't hurt me. But that's not the everyday person. So what are you talking about? 
that's not that that's like a a person that doesn't live outside of their own little bubble yeah the big thing is whether you could afford it or not the point of the matter is is that you're so accepting of this this uh this plague of of people taking stuff that isn't theirs breaking yeah. into cars that aren't theirs like th- like what kind of man are you that you just oh yeah it's cool like you know it happens i don't think i mean i'd like to think that it's not really so much that he doesn't have a problem with it i think he just thinks of it like well i have the resources you know what i mean cuz like if if you're if you're a, a person a regular person not that he's not a regular person but it's just a different uh lifestyle uh uh-huh. like uh, it's like well you can you could kind of afford to be like that i wouldn't be like that like if i was if i was rich and famous and someone was robbing my car i wouldn't be cool with that shit like i i don't care how much money i have it's about the principle like this shouldn't be happening and the police should be doing their job and why are people stealing all the time and and, and breaking in my car all the time so i'd have i'd have a problem with all of that but that'd be me i don't think it's cool like and i don't think it's it's good for for a, particularly a man to be okay with that shit you know yeah anybody to be okay with that but like dude where where's your balls at? Like, what are you talking about? But I mean, this is also the guy that shit on his whole filmography because it's a cool thing to do now because yeah. he's trying to survive. So you got to remember that he talked crap about all his past comedy movies. Yeah, you know, like Super Bad and like knocked up, knocked and, up. Yeah, and it it makes it, it he as of late comes off as such a weasel because it's yeah. like things like this coupled with it's like you're so willing to shit on like your whole past career well it makes you think like you are whatever you need to be in the moment like you're like a little you're like a little reptilian chameleon where it's just like oh well, yeah. people, people are saying this okay i'm gonna be like this it's just like it's so like unbecoming as a man so when he said that, uh, when Seth Rogen said, dude, I've lived here for over 20 years. You're nuts. haha! It's lovely here. D- don't leave anything valuable in it. It's called living in a big city. Casey Neistat said, so I can't be mad. And Seth Rogen said, you can be mad, but I guess I don't personally view my car as an extension of myself. I've never really felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into once a guy accidentally left a cool knife in my car so if it keeps happening you might get a little treat so it's just like you're making you're you're minimizing this completely yeah okay you don't view it as an extension of yourself but like i have had my car broken into or a window broken I know people that have had their car uh, broken into. It does feel like they it's vi- like you were violated. It's like yeah. damn, like you went through my shit. Like you know, you you just you don't. It it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel good. And and a car should be secure, and you should be able to leave things in your car yeah. if you want to. And your car is not an extension of you, but the things in it are like your car takes you to. Everywhere you need to go has receipts, has information, maybe uh, 
paperwork from the doctor that you just went, you know, like, yeah, no, I would feel violated because it's my information in there. And uh, no, I don't want anyone breaking my car that I bought with my money that I use to go to my job and live my life and drive to my family and friends' houses. Like, yeah, no, I don't want someone to break into my car. That I, it's it's not cool and it's not something that you should accept. Yeah. But Casey Neistat responded sucks. to that. I didn't get any treats. He just took the decorations for my daughter's seventh birthday party and left bloody handprints. Serious question. How did you get your car broken into 15 times? So that in and of, of itself, that's disgusting. So this motherfucker, like, not only takes the decorations, which is whatever. I'm sure Casey Neistat could get other decorations. But, like, you left bloody handprints all over the car. And it's funny because Seth Rogen, I'm sure, like, at this place in his career and where he's at financially, which good for him, this is not something that he has to deal with too often. But what's interesting is the idea that so many of these elite leftists, especially the ones from Hollywood, how it's kind of like, yeah, well, you plebs need to just like accept that that's the world that you live in and don't be upset about these things. And it just it, it makes me wonder and it always begs the question is why are they so okay with minimizing crime and why are they so okay with minimizing the result of the politics that they support? And maybe the question, the answer to that question is in the question because these are the politics that they support. And also it's something that comes along with the territory of being an elitist and and especially a coastal elitist at that is like oh well i'm you know i live a good life and and i live the life in which you know i don't have to deal with these things and my kids don't have to deal with these things but you all do and you just have to accept it and it's it's so funny to me because if anybody on the right ever expressed such a which i don't like to say this this phrase too often because it's so it's uh it's it's trendy and it's it's so trite. But if somebody ever came on the right came off as so tone deaf as Seth Rogen just did, uh oh my God! Like the, the mainstream media would be all over it. Now, granted, on Twitter there was backlash and people, you know, they were saying sarcastic things like, "Oh, imagine imagine not being rich and having your car broken into," or or things like, "Oh yeah, Seth is right. It's no big deal." sarcastically saying it but that's just people on twitter this if if you know donald trump jr had said something like this msnbc cnn like all of the 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 mainstream media would have been all over it and these things i think they're important to point out because these are the people that push the politics that cause that situation, the, that that crime-riddled situation, yeah. to persist and to sustain. Yeah, these are the people that do the PSAs on gun violence. It's people like him. Yeah. Remember that. The people telling you about how you don't, shouldn't have guns and how guns should be banned and all that stuff. It's people like him that don't understand how the real world works. So, yeah, 
Of course, for him, it's like, oh, well, we could stop school shootings by taking guns from everyone. And then the government could resume being tyrannical or or push themselves to tyrannical, you know, situations and you can't really do anything. That's how you get Australia. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's cool a situation like this happened in the, in, in the sense that, like, it shows that just because you're famous doesn't mean you know it all. And no, I think, no. Yeah. It, in fact, in many cases, it, no, it, it more or less proves that you know very little really about about the world. I give him his credit, you know, for, for being the brain behind some comedy classics that to this day I, I love and watch. But beyond that, it's just like, man, dude, like you are you are like really out of touch. And for you to say this at a time when there are crime waves across the nation, mainly in left wing ran cities and people are struggling. So the last thing you need is your car being broken into, you know, to have to fix the window or fix the door lock or replace whatever it is that that the the people take when you know, when they break into your car. It shows it shows that there's there's definitely like a a huge separation when it comes to the these people and and the people that they always think that they're speaking for and defending yeah. and stuff like that and uh, I just find it interesting the the overall mainstream media silence on on this particular thing because I already know that if it was anybody that was on the right wing that has some money. Uh, you know, Ben Shapiro, uh, 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 Elon Musk, or even though I don't know if you necessarily want to call Elon, you know, right wing, but but anybody like that, that that sort of anti-establishment, yeah, that goes against the grain and, and, and says something like that. Oh my God! Like the, it, it would be a media firestorm. But when it comes to this, it's like oh, it's quiet and and it's just it's interesting because. You really do see like how how shitty and and this kind of like leads into the next the next subject, how shitty the media is, because like right now we have really bad inflation. I don't know if we're in the territory of hyperinflation yet, but 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 things are really bad. Like uh, across the board, even the mainstream media is in agreement on that. Uh, uh, federal agencies, they're in agreement on that. What we're not in agreement in or on is how bad inflation is. But things are rough for people. We saw recently as Thanksgiving just passed, how much more people had to spend putting together Thanksgiving dinner compared to just last year at this time. Yeah. So we are seeing the differences. The differences are out there. So along with that, we've talked about this th- that situation on this show. In fact, we've talked about many situations involving inflation. And pretty much since Trump was in office and the money printer started going burr, we talked about the effects that it would have on inflation. And we're seeing that and, and we expect to see that for a, much of the time to come. Uh, right now, many of the predictions are saying that we we could see that up into 2024. So, with that being the case, 
uh, it's sort of a good opportunity to talk about things that you could do to sort of hedge against inflation because there's a, a there's a number of things you could do that are a lot better than holding holding on to cash. So for people that don't know what inflation is, even though we've talked about it, but you know maybe people you know that that are listening right now don't exactly get it and and don't realize like how how important the idea of of hedging against inflation is. What inflation basically is is it's like imagine you pour yourself uh, a little shot of like really strong coffee, right? So imagine that is like your paycheck, that that coffee, really strong. And when you drink it, it does the job. It wakes you up and, and you're, you're just good to go. But it's in a little shot glass, but that's that's what you got. That's what you earned, that little shot of coffee. Well, somebody coming along and telling you, oh, well, hey, I could make you have way more coffee and like you don't have to like work or do anything for it like you could just i'm gonna make you have more coffee i'm gonna i'm gonna take that little shot glass and we're gonna fill a big bottle you know and it's like, oh well how could you do that and it's like, all right well what we're gonna do is we're gonna pour that coffee into a big bottle and then we're gonna fill the bottle with water it's like well yeah there's more there's more matter if you will but the strength of the coffee is 100 percent diluted maybe more than 100 percent diluted that's essentially what happens when the government prints money the government prints money more people have money to spend the prices of goods and services goes up because there's more people buying the goods and services but it's not being bought organically it's being bought inflated so a perfect example is if let's say you have an apartment for rent for let's say a thousand dollars we'll make it easy right you have an apartment for rent for a thousand dollars and the government just printed out money and gave everybody money right so now everybody has two thousand dollars in the bank because the government just printed out you know $1,400 $1,400 checks, $1,600 checks, $1,800 checks, $2,000 checks, depending on how many kids you have, this, then, the third. So you put that $1,000 apartment out on the market to, to be rented, right? And then you get like 100,000 people respond because everybody has the money for that. They have that $1,000, right? So what do you do? It's like, well, this is way too many people to go through. I can't possibly service all these people. So I'm going to go up on the rent and then maybe it'll lower the amount of people that are interested in this particular product. So you go up to 1,200 and then, yeah, a little bit less people are interested, but still a lot. Then you end up going to 1,500, 1,800, $2,000. That's inflation. Like that's a real life, real world version of inflation. That's just something applied to real estate. But then when we get into the realm of like PS5s and Xboxes and computers and everything, cars and everything like that, and we get it across the board. Now you have inflation at the gas pump. You have inflation at the car dealership. You have inflation at Macy's. You have inflation at Target. You have inflation at Walmart, so on and so forth. And that's where you get where we're at now. So essentially what you could buy with a hundred dollars, 
last year at this time, you could buy significantly less with that same $100. So maybe last year at this time, the $100 would get you a shirt, a pair of pants, and maybe a nice hat. Well, this year, maybe you'd only get you that shirt and the pants and not the hat anymore. Yeah. Maybe next year, it only gets you the hat and the shirt and not the pants and so on and so forth. So, um, obviously, that's important to know because a lot of people don't think like that. And I would say I've never learned a thing about money or inflation from a classroom. Have you? No, no, no. Yeah, like they, they like they never they don't talk about these things. Essentially, what classrooms tell you is, oh, go to work, get a paycheck, and that's and that's it. They don't tell you that. Well, you know that money that you have saved in the bank, it's actually losing value unless you have like some really good bank account that gives you like a high rate of interest, which most of them don't these days. So, we pride ourselves on looking into things that hedge against inflation. We both invest. Um, we're both avid investors. Uh, different uh, types of investments too. Different, different diversified yeah. diversified investments. Uh, and even some of the things that we're going to talk about now are not necessarily things that all of the, we're not involved in all of these things or, or not involved prolifically, but there are things that you can possibly look into because just because like it's not necessarily something that catches our interest or or that that we rock with doesn't mean that you won't rock with it and do very well so starting off uh we'll go over some of the things that we are interested in mm -hmm. like real estate and stocks um as as far as saying and i'll start that off with a with a question for you how how where do you think you would be or how you or, or or let me rephrase how do you think you would feel right now in the midst of this inflation that we see going on right now and it's very visible how do you think you would feel right now and your trajectory for the future if you hadn't made the investments that you have made i do I just feel like i had those missed opportunities and and that I would have lost money, so so like, had I like aggr aggressively saved more, like I usually do, it would have kind of it would I'd be losing money right now as opposed to uh, me investing in, in stocks or me having invested in real estate. It's like well, that the price goes up with these things because like if there is inflation well then that directly correlates with the stocks right mm -hmm. oh wow well stocks go up they hedge against it um real, real estate like it's not going to go anywhere people need somewhere to live uh prices of real estate went up so now now you made money you made equity and the thing with real estate yeah. it's something scalable so yeah. like it's not just something in terms of the equity aspect of it but it's also something in terms of monthly income that and if like like you've said this plenty of times if tomorrow they say oh we're gonna take our payments in chickens now in america all right cool <laughs> so, so i guess rent is in chickens people yeah y'all better find some chickens to, to and, give and us. the beautiful thing about real estate is that no matter what the market dictates its value is 
there's utility in real estate so yeah. you could still make money so for instance for for uh anybody that doesn't quite understand or grasp what I'm talking about like let's say you buy uh, uh an apartment building for $200,000 right and you're making payments on that $200,000 and if you do your numbers correctly the payments that you're making on that particular building the the rent that you get from that building the building pays for itself well let's say the the economy takes a total nosedive it dumps and now the market dictates that that building is worth zero dollars right i mean that's not very likely to happen but let's just hypothetically say that's the case well what ends up happening is you that because that piece of hard that hard asset that piece of property still has utility yeah. Even though equity wise, you're not in a good place, you can still make monthly income. That's like, for instance, with the stock market, the stock market isn't a hard asset. No. It's good to invest in companies that have hard assets, but you as, as a shareholder, you don't have the hard asset. So literally there's no other utility of the share other than what right now the market dictates yeah. that the value of it is. So that's where diversification comes in. Never would we say, oh, we'll put all your money there because yeah. yeah, if it takes a nosedive, then you don't have any money. So you do need cash for your everyday expenses, mm -hmm. you know, gas and food and, and what have you. So it it's uh it, that part is 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 important to realize, but that excess cash rather than holding on to it rather yeah. than saving it why not invest it in something that can grow at a higher rate yeah right now the most aggressive assessment that i've heard of inflation is anywhere between 25 and 30 percent that's those are the, yeah. like the most aggressive assessments so yeah in the real estate that i own i haven't jacked up the rent that much even though at this point with the the where where we're at in things I probably justifiably could do that, but what did go up at that rate and probably beyond that rate is is the the equity of the property. Yeah. My stocks. So all of that stuff is important because people, you know, like the the poor and middle class the the, the philosophy is, is save 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 save. That's the philosophy of the poor and middle class. Well, right now literally saving is like throwing money away and if we're getting into the realm of conspiracy theory here you could say that it might be revenge from the elite and the leftists because it was the middle working class that voted trump in it was the middle and working class that was gaining a foothold in the power structure with trump yeah. you know it was it was oh you know we don't have to listen to these politicians we don't have to listen to the experts you know and and it, this these were people that were were gaining control of their own destiny and the philosophy is that like if you notice right now the philosophy of everything going on is the experts and the government is right about everything and we should listen to them or they're not right about everything and freedom. So you want the yeah. jab or not the jab? That's your choice. That's your destiny. You want to wear a mask or not wear a mask? That's your choice. That's your destiny versus no, 
we're right about everything. Lockdown, listen to us. We'll save your life. Yeah. And so if you notice, that's the philosophy that we're in right now. That's part of the culture war that we're in right now. So what we're telling you, this sort of information is the information that people that want to have more control of their own destiny utilize. It's it's like, well. It's scarier. Yeah. It is scarier because you have more power over your future yeah but i mean it's worth it's worth that yeah and not only that like like what's the point in making whatever amount of money you make from your paycheck if what what you're making is getting diluted yeah like what's the point in that you know does is that what people want like are you saving because now it becomes a thing is like oh why well, i'm saving for a house or i'm saving for this i'm saving for that i'm saving for a vacation yeah. are you really saving for those things because by the time you have enough money to acquire <laughs> that thing it's going to be so it's, much more yeah. than what the you originally started out as that perhaps you should have put your money into yeah. something else and these are not these the you know MSNBC is not going to tell you this. CNN is not going to tell you this. These these networks, they're not going to tell you these things. And so, granted, anything we're saying, we're not we're not uh, financial advisors. Even though people that have taken our financial advice have yielded good results, we're not financial advisors. Make your own decision and and everything like that. But it's just good stuff to 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 keep in mind and uh, and, and utilize. Uh, another thing that um, is good is land. The idea of of buying land. It's uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from a movie. Uh, is from the movie Superman Returns from Kevin Spacey, who plays Lex Luthor in that movie. And he says uh, a quote of uh, something along the lines of "Land, it's the one thing they're not making anymore." And <laughs> yeah. and it is. It's like. It's land is literally the most probably yeah like if you think about it the most the the asset that's that's the least likely to be, to be inflatable because you literally yeah. can't make any more yeah. of it yeah it's it's uh it's there and if you own some of it and depending on what you do you know like look at look at how important land is when it comes to agriculture oh i own a farm okay cool so now I, I get to produce stuff because i have uh chickens and cows and and oh and now i'm also growing corn and so now all this land that you have it's producing a living wage well, probably more than a living wage really like and it feeds the family and it's like well it's land like there you go uh, if you're like somewhere like in Japan, yeah, you can't do agriculture, but at least you have land. Maybe you could make a factory there, and, and in that factory, you could be, uh, you can innovate on, on different technologies. Or, or, or you don't even have to do it. Somebody might come along and yeah. be like, "I want to build something here." The government could come along and be like, "We want to build a highway here." Boom, cut you a fat check. Yeah. Like, you know, I personally don't own any land. Um, uh, obviously, it's a you know being from a big city, it's a little bit different. Um, but that's another that's another asset that's out there that's worth considering. Um, one that I am very uh, hesitant and and reluctant on, and what's well, it's two really is uh, Bitcoin and altcoins. Uh, 
Um, obviously, like a lot of people have made a lot of money off of Bitcoin, but and and people have made money off of different altcoins. the 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 issue with Bitcoin and altcoins is the same issue to a certain extent with stocks. It's not a hard asset. Yeah. So there's there's really no other utility to it other than like what the market dictates it is. But there are some people that project Bitcoin could be as much as $500,000 one day, each Bitcoin. So imagine imagine that, you know, um, which right now I don't even know what Bitcoin is at right now, but, but it's definitely not no $500,000 and... It's just, you know, something that that uh, it's worth looking into because of its possible rate of growth. So right now, Bitcoin stands at each Bitcoin stands at fifty four thousand dollars, almost fifty five thousand dollars, fifty four thousand seven hundred and seventy two dollars. Um so imagine if these predictions are anywhere near correct and each Bitcoin would one day be worth five hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. That's yeah. <laughs> that's something else, you know? And one thing we do see as the government prints more money, Bitcoin does tend to go up. So it, it could be something that's worth looking into. But it's also incredibly volatile and uh it's 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 always changing and again what is it really based on now what's what's interesting about about uh bitcoin and i recently heard uh, a pretty interesting criticism on bitcoin and it came from a pretty unlikely place so i, I was watching the the new um exclusive south park movie post covid on <laughs> on paramount plus and uh this particular movie takes place in the future so uh, it doesn't take place in modern time. It, it takes place uh, a little bit in the future. And in the future, you know, the, the characters from South Park, they're older and everything like that. And you see a lot of examples of what they think the future will be like. And one particular character, Stan, he goes to a hotel that only takes Bitcoin as its currency for him to check into the hotel. <laughs> and it's funny because in the future... You have all these people, which obviously they're parodying like what's going on right now. And they're being, you know, sarcastic about about the things that we see now. And uh, the 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 virus is still going on. So so it's like, who knows, like what variant it's on at that point in the future. But they are still it's still a thing that they still talk about. And they're like, oh, we're almost out of it. And this, then the third and we're finally getting back to normal. Uh, so this is something that you see that the creators of the show expect to go on for years yeah. and years to come. <laughs> but but uh, going back to the, the 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 Bitcoin example in that particular segment when he's about to check in, you you have these characters that they're always sort of they're they're these like you know side characters but they're always making these statements about what's going on in the world around them so it's just like yeah it's the future so we don't say things that make people's feelings get hurt like it's like stuff like that where it's like so blatantly like yeah. like out of place but again they're parroting and they're making satire of you know what's going on in the world today so like there's this one particular uh 
uh, uh, scene where uh, PC principal, he's like, he's like, everybody is good to stay here in the gym, in the gymnasium, but if anybody plays any movies that are played by characters that are not of that natural heritage, you're going to get booted from here. It's like that type of stuff. I agree that shit. So, uh, and I had to like set all of that up to as a backdrop so you could understand this particular joke. So, when Stan is about to check into the hotel, he's like, uh, yeah, uh, welcome to, you know, such and such hotel. We only take Bitcoin because it's the future. And we stepped away from, uh, uh, we stepped away from uh, Fiat uh, in, 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 uh, we stepped away from fiat in exchange for uh, this uh, digital Ponzi scheme. So you see, <laughs> yeah. but but obviously like what that is, is that's the writers of the show themselves giving their own criticism of, 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 of Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. And, and it, that's what's so powerful about good comedy is that not only does it make you laugh, but it also makes you think. Yeah. You and I recently have had a conversation about about Bitcoin and other digital currencies. Yeah. And we, we were talking about how there's so many of them now that it's almost becoming like fiat when it comes to like its inflationary yeah. principles. It's oversaturated. So like I really only feel comfortable with certain like Bitcoin or like Ethereum, like the bigger name ones. But even then, it's so many that are coming up that like, who's and, to say what goes where? And even then, because I, I have I have some Bitcoin, like I, I've, I'm invested in some Bitcoin, but I only use it as a store of yeah. value. I don't look at it like anything other than, yeah. well, this is something that seems to be to, trending to, up, to be trending yeah. up and be contrary to whatever the government does in terms of like how often they print yeah. money. So I might as well like ride the wave a little bit. Yeah. But again, that's only something that goes along with all of the other investments that I manage and and, and that I invest in. Yeah. Stocks and and uh and real estate. Now one thing that I do like and and I learned recently from from the video that I, that I sent you um and I I want to look more into it is I, I've known people that have invested in uh, other currencies from other other countries, but pretty much every country in the world right now is making the money printer go burr, yeah. except Switzerland. Yeah, I didn't Frank. know that they were making that that they were making so many moves against inflation, like how they're 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 tying their currency to real estate yeah. and hard assets yeah. which again if you notice what we're talking about that's a philosophy that ties into what we just said it's Keep like real value. estate that's a hard asset that's something that even if the market dictates that the value of it is zero yeah. there's still utility so they're tying their 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 currency to things that have utility yeah. regardless of what the market dictates the value of it is so that yeah. means that their currency will be tied to tech companies and and uh, and and yeah. uh, you know uh, products that the country produces it can't be printed real estate yeah. and all of that right it, it can't just be printed yep. all willy nilly it has to be printed based off of like what the equity of yeah, yeah. of of those of those assets are whatever it's worth that's great like that's that that's a beautiful thing and and what we need is the philosophy. In Americans yeah. to return to that here in this nation. Do you think that they'll do that? Like, do you think that like they would actually 
like I don't know that they would do the gold standard, but they would back it with like hard assets, like the dollar. Or do you think that with this too too far nah, gone at no. this point? No, yeah, it's too far gone. It's too far gone because like that shit. Like think of the power that you have by like yeah. of of, of the ignorant. Think of the power that you have. Yeah. Like you could essentially buy elections with that. Oh yeah. Like think of Trump. Think of everything that Trump was doing economically everything trump was doing economically was very deflationary almost every yeah. almost every economist agrees on that that like trump ran a very deflationary economy but when Until the COVID, china, yeah. but but when the when the 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 virus came what did trump do he made the money printer go burn yeah. because Everybody is out of work. Yeah. I can't. We don't really know what this is. I can't tell people to buck up, wear a mask, and go to work. So what do I got to do? Essentially, you got to try to buy this election, and I'm going to print out these 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 Trump bucks. And not only that, but like, come on, if you said no, we're not going to uh, print money, and uh, no, you guys got to buck up. With the current state of where the media is, it would have been an onslaught on him. Right now, granted, people like you and I that know what what's what. We were against that shit from the yeah. get-go. I remember having vehement arguments with people about how bad of an idea that was and how I didn't agree with it. Fuck yeah. Republicans, fuck Democrats. I did not agree with printing money. And people no. were like, oh, what about the families? Tell that to the families, this and that. It's like, it's yeah, basic dude, math. This, yeah. this is the time for us to learn from our mistakes. This is the time for us to look at the situation and be like, you know what? We need to save for a rainy day. Yeah. We need to put money away so that in the event of yeah. hard times, we need to step away from this philosophy of paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. That's that's what we need to learn. That's why things didn't get better after 2008. Because you bailed them out. If yeah. you keep bailing people out, if you keep bailing companies out, it doesn't matter. I'm not for any bailout. For corporations, for businesses, yeah. for people. No bailouts, never, whatsoever. Buck up. Pray for rain and fucking and fucking when that rainy day comes, you get that young ass. You you have you have a a, a, a rainy day yeah. stash. You live or die by your decisions. Yeah, a hundred percent. You live or die by your decisions. But no, should, we live like a I video buy, game. Should I buy these Jordans or should I maybe put this two hundred dollars into maybe the the S and P five hundred? You know, no. because then one day I could buy these Jordans and have way more money left over because because I, I, I saved for a rainy day. No, I'm going to buy the Jordans, you know, okay. because there's all these social safety nets. Well, then live and die by your decision. That, right. That's that's how it has so to go. So yeah. eat them Jordans. I hope those Jordans taste good when you don't have no food. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. it's easy for you yeah. to say you have this, you have that. Yeah, but motherfucker worked for it. Motherfucker thought like yeah. how he's expressing himself now. To be in that position. You know how printing money is? It's like when... Uh, it reminds me of like Grand Theft Auto. Like when you could do all the cheat codes. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck it. Well, I can't pass this mission, so I'm just going to do all the cheat codes. And it's like, well, yeah, in a video game you can do that. And it's cool, but real life is not a video game. Real life has consequences. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, shit, I made bad decisions. Please. The the printer. <laughs> Get it to print money. Uh, oh yeah, please. I need I need a thousand two hundred every every six months. No, no, and, and then it doesn't really even help because of the inflation. Right. So so really, you lost money, it, it, like in the whole year. 
it seems it gives the illusion that you have more money, but you really don't. So, and that that's that's basic economics. That's not even hard shit. It's just like doing the numbers of okay, how much are you paying for tacos? How much are you paying for shoes? How much are you paying for rent? How much are you paying for clothes? How much are you paying for gas? Add all that up, and how much how much it costs now, and how much it cost uh, last year. Then add up the money that. <laughs> That 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 uh, Trump gave you and Biden gave you, and you tell me whether you made money or you lost money, exactly. and you lost money. So there goes your 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 thousand two hundred. It went nowhere. You lost money, goofy. So it's it's basic economics, but we are trained to look at what's in front of us. Yeah, it's all. Oh, let's do this magic trick. Look, a thousand dollars. And then we're like, oh, wow. I'm going to vote for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, man, that's such a fickle way of looking at things because, man, this is not a, a, a good solution. If you actually took the moment, and, and it's not even like brain science, to actually acknowledge what is happening, you would be like, oh, this is not a good idea. Let's 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 be reasonable here. Uh, I don't want to pay this much for everything. Uh, imagine the invigoration of the American spirit had people been like, okay, we're not getting any help. So what do I learn? Why need a, what do I teach my kids? What does the future, how many people now, because you know, from when everything originally happened in, in the beginning of, of 2020, yeah. how many people now would have money in, the market. How many people now might have been like, man, I need to buy, I, I want to buy a piece of property that at least makes me enough money a month that in the event that I lose my job again, I could at least like pay my mortgage and I like, put food on the table. Like, how many people would their mind would have started going into the realm of of well, how do how do I survive? So that's mm -hmm. all. That's all. Uh, important important things to think about so those are just a few things to consider uh in terms of in terms of hedging against inflation one thing of course obviously have an emergency fund by no means are we saying don't have an emergency fund but like if you have that right now it's like well maybe maybe look at the other options you know right right and uh right yeah like you know you need money for the everyday necessities but what we're talking about is the idea that just saving you know loads of cash like you know it, it doesn't yield you great benefits uh but again you know real estate stocks bitcoin altcoin land all things to consider um in terms of in terms of you know making your money grow having a place to put your money um then you know so that it's it's doing something other than losing value um, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website, donate an amount of your choosing. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.